Hi, and welcome to There's Been a Murder by Ashley and Gareth, where we discuss true crimes that have occurred in our home countries, mine's been Scotland and Gareth's been Ireland. And just as a warning, there are depictions of violence discussed in this episode, so listener discretion is advised. So Ashley, who are we talking about today? So today we are talking about the killer butler. Ooh, the butler. Mm-hmm. It's, al- it's always the butler. Yeah, it's like a game of Cluedo. I was just about to say, <laughs> it feels like we're we're in uh, Cluedo. Are we going to have like a colonel and a, a professor in it? Uh, we're going to have an ex-labor MP in it and a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite have, have, the, have the, same, the same ring as... Professor Plum in the study with the pipe. Uh, yeah, but there's um, there's Miss is it Mrs. Scarlet or Miss Scarlet? That could oh, be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That could be our our female character. Mm-hmm. Let's get started. So we will be talking about Archibald Thompson Hall. Such a butler name. I know. Archibald. Quite a bougie name yeah. though as well, isn't it? <laughs> Hello, I'm Archibald. <laughs> <laughs> so Archibald was. He is, his name is Archibald, but throughout this, I'll either refer to him as Hall or Archie, because he went by Archie right, also okay. at times. And your best mates. But easier. Your, your best mates with him. Well, it's less of a mouthful than Archibald every time. <laughs> so Archibald was born on the 17th of June, 1924, in Govan, in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Hall entered the world of petty crime in his teens. He was sneaky from a young age and he constructed a scam involving two Red Cross tins. He collected on behalf of the Red Cross across the town. However, he would turn in one of the tins containing loose change and the tin that was in fact full of notes he would keep specifically for himself. That's so clever. Quite so naughty. Well, yeah. I'm assuming that like, he would go home and, and then like, empty the tins to then split them no i think he you know when people would like go to give him money if it was notes he knew which one to put like in front oh, of them oh yeah, yeah. like a left right sort of uh, signal okay, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what i mean all oh, right yeah. yeah so he would and he would just keep one of the tins and obviously the red cross weren't really none the wiser oh yeah like ev- yeah it's smart but it's so naughty isn't oh it? yeah yes and at the age of 17, Hall was sent to jail for a charge of theft. So, so not theft of charity funds? No, this was, this was he, he he did have a, um, is it a sticky finger they call it? Sticky fingers, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Bit of a klepto. And uh, yeah, so he, I think he'd been given lots of warnings mm-hmm. when he got caught. I don't think he was very good. Right. And I think he'd been given lots of warnings because Mm -hmm. he was young and then eventually I think it was the harsh punishment of prison because he wasn't And how old was he? Seventeen. So he's quite young. But he although he's young, when I was researching this, I thought this is a wee bit like some of our other uh, previous episodes like Angus and Claire was young mm-hmm. when he went to jail. Yep. Peter Manuel was young mm-hmm. when he went. It's all the Glasgow um, <laughs> murderers. But like it, yeah, it's they start off small, you know, with like yeah. with, like petty crimes. Yeah, and then they gradually. Well, remember 
Angus Sinclair and Peter Manuel both stole offerty boxes or broke into offerty boxes and churches. Of course, yes. Remember? And now we've got Archie who's stealing from from the Red Cross. So there's a bit of a pattern Mm -hmm. going on, which is a bit strange. During his teens, Archie was enthralled in a relationship with an older divorced neighbour who gave Archie a taste into the finer things in life. Ooh. I think it was a mrs robinson scenario yeah an older woman took him under his wing and he's a bit of a a toy boy i think so yeah a bit of a cougar and in his early 20s hall would often pose as a wealthy american or an astrocat i can't say that an ash an astrocat (laughs) Aristocat? Aristocat, yes. Aristocat. Yes, Aristocat. Astrocat. Clearly I'm not one. This reminds me of um, the episode in in Still Game. What one? When they, the two of them pretend. Oh yeah, when they pretend they meet the two women at the theatre. And they, what is it, they've got beetroot farms or something? Something like that. If you know, you know. Oh yeah. Um, so, okay, when he started posing as an aristocrat. Aristocrat. Um, aristocrat. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> um, he actually gave himself a different name. Oh. Even though he had quite a bougie name. Well, yeah. Like, that wasn't bougie enough. Yeah, like the name Archibald and then having a a double barrel name, I just automatically assumed he came from like a like no. a wealthy family. So the name that... Archibald changed his name to mm-hmm. was Roy Fontaine. You should have stuck with the first name. <laughs> <laughs> like Roy. Like There was a reason um, something to do with Hitchcock's film Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lady in it, Rebecca, and for some reason he was fascinated by it or something, I don't know. And you got Roy from Rebecca or something. Right, okay. I don't know. It was a wee bit weird. Um, Fontaine. Did that? Just... That yeah, no, that was something else as well. Okay. But I didn't think it was. Um... It just sounds like it, it wasn't that relevant. Okay. Yeah, I think he just wanted a kind of bougier name. But mm-hmm. I do agree, his first name. Yeah, it's just... is better. Yeah. But we're gonna stick to calling him Archie. Archie. Okay. So a young Archie was actually married. However, the marriage was only short lived. Archie then became openly bisexual and he had a string of affairs with men. A young, handsome Archie was then welcomed into the gay scene when he moved to London. And this is where he rubbed shoulders and some more with celebrities. Ooh. So this is like like the 1930s then? or Yeah, well, 1940s perhaps because he's in his early 20s at this point. Okay, so I get... It's the middle of the war then as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, Archie had relationships with both Lord Boothby and playwriter Terence Rattigan. So he must have had like a bit of the a gift of the gab then, a silver tongue. I think he was quite handsome. Mm-hmm. However, Archie's one true love was a fellow inmate of his called David Bernard. Bernard actually died in a car crash though in 1974. Okay. In 1964, 
Paul was sent to prison for 10 years for his part in a jewellery heist. However, shortly after entering prison, Paul managed to escape. Paul managed to escape from a prison in Suffolk. Okay. It wasn't until 1966 that Hall was actually recaptured and five more years were added onto his sentence. <laughs> I mean, he got two years out of jail. That's quite impressive. Aye, but he's now got 15 to... I know. To do so. so at this point, he's, what, about 40-ish? 1964, he was 40, yeah. Yeah. He was 40. Whilst in prison, Archie decided to refine his character to appear more sophisticated. He was determined to lose his Glaswegian accent and educated himself on social etiquettes and antiques. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what's his name? The man that's always tanned that does antiques, Roadshow Road Dixon. Uh, uh, I you don't know what I mean? Yeah, yes, I can picture him with, with uh, like, the, the hair that, that's been permed and all. Yeah. <laughs> In 1972, Hall was released on parole. Okay. This is where he then met his mistress, Mary Coggle, an Irish woman. And she was known um, from time to time to be a lady of the night. Right, okay. Whilst out on short spells from prison, Hall would often work as a butler to for the wealthy. Mm-hmm. So I think he lived a kind of champagne lifestyle on an iron brew budget. And <laughs> I think he wanted he was so obsessed with being part of that world that mm-hmm. even having to work in it as a butler for him was, was was enough. Was enough to feel like he's part of it. It reminds me of um Dodie, um Princess Diane's husband Diana. after Diana, Diane, <laughs> <laughs> Princess Diana's husband after Charles. So is that he didn't he come from like almost like a poverty background? No, his dad. His did. dad. That's what his it was. Dad yes, did and then he got um, really successful. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We only know that because we've watched The Crown. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Archibald hasn't really no. reached those same heights. He hasn't. He's not peaked. No. However, after a short year of being out of prison, Hall was then sent back to prison for four more years in 1973. Once released in 1977... Sorry, what was he sent back for? Oh, uh, sticky fingers again. So, like, he wanted to, like, sort of sh- shed this... His, you know, like appearance of, you know, like being a, well, it's like n- not being of the upper class, mm-hmm. but yet still. Yeah, it was like he, he wanted to be sophisticated and he wanted to appear aloof almost, mm-hmm. but he couldn't resist stealing. Maybe that was how he, he was like helping fund his appearance, you know, he was stealing expensive yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, so maybe he, he couldn't could... resist because he was staying in you know these lovely houses mm-hmm. with families that are well off and maybe he just couldn't resist it yeah. was too the temptation was too much mm-hmm. so once released in 1977 hall took up work in the residence of lady hudson's home Ooh. 
known as Curtleton House. She was a widow of an MP and the home is situated near Dumfries. Oh, right. So he's back up in Scotland. He came back up, I think. Okay. Maybe just to get away, maybe it came out quite publicly in London, what he'd been up to, mm-hmm. you know, with the stealing. So Hall was appointed the butler of the house, so he's back to being a butler again. Mm-hmm. As Hall was residing with Lady Hudson, he was visited by David Wright, a friend of Hall's from prison and allegedly a previous lover of his. Man gets about. I was going to say, <laughs> he, he surely gets around. <laughs> Wright started helping out around the home by doing odd jobs, and he was then employed as a gamekeeper and gardener for the home. Okay. Or the estate, whatever you want to call it. However, soon after Wright arrived, some of Lady Hudson's silver and jewellery started to go missing. Oh, bit of a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Archie was annoyed when he found out about the missing items. This was the first time in Archie's life that he'd actually wanted to go on the straight and narrow. Oh, uh, I was, I was wondering. I did want to say, but like, was Archie using right starting as a cover up to be like, oh, I'll steal, and yeah. it, and and it can be blamed on on right. Yeah, but no, actually, no. this time Archie, <laughs> I don't know if it's that he really liked Lady Lady Hudson or maybe. Been sick of going to prison after that last stint. I don't know what the reason was that he wanted to go on the straight now, but he did want well, to. Well, like he, he's he's in his like late forties now, so, so yeah, yeah like he, he probably is just fed up. Exactly. One day, when David Wright's girlfriend was visiting the home, Archie clocked that she was wearing a ring that he knew found well belonged to Lady Hudson. Oh, a bit obvious. So now it's you know he's noticed things are going missing, mm-hmm. and now he's got proof. Yeah. And I imagine the girlfriend probably doesn't know where it's come from. Yeah. Archie was furious and he pleaded with David's girlfriend to return the stolen ring. Mm-hmm. However, Wright was furious at Archie for telling his girlfriend to give back the ring. It's probably got him, him into some hot water because if the girlfriend didn't know... Yeah, yeah. And then she's wearing this ring and, you know... Mm-hmm. But then what? where did she think it was coming from? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because... When she got it, mm-hmm. I she probably, she probably thought, going, oh, this is amazing. This is such a lovely ring that, yeah. you know, I, I, I probably felt like so much of love for, like, but right. also, if she knows he's passed, she knows that he's just come out of prison. Yeah. And yeah, he's got a job now, but mm-hmm. it probably doesn't pay absolutely amazing. And I can imagine the fact that Lady Hudson is a lady and she's on an estate. Her mm-hmm. rings aren't going to be, like... The cheapest. Yeah, they're going to be, like, mm-hmm. big and grand and, you know... He's not affording that. So how should it? Maybe she just turned a blind eye. Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah. So David decided that some revenge was needed. While sleeping one night, Archie was awoken sharply by a loud noise. When he opened his eyes, he saw David Wright standing over him, pointing a rifle at him. The loud bang was in fact a bullet slamming against Archie's headboard. That's what he missed. I think he shot the headboard to wake. Right. Okay. I think he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. You know. That makes sense. Him. That makes sense. I was wondering. I was like, what does he miss from there? <laughs> He's standing over him. <laughs> so that night, Lady Hudson was actually away from the home, and it was apparent that David had helped himself to some of her champagne, possibly for some Dutch courage. 
could be. That was going to be my next question of like, if he's shot off a bullet, mm-hmm. like it's obviously made a loud noise. Mm-hmm. Has no one else heard, or is he not afraid of like someone else hearing? Well, obviously, Lady Hudson isn't home, yeah. but also I think she's a bit older, mm-hmm. and from what I researched, the only staff really was David and Archie. Oh, all right, okay. So the home, you know, wasn't it didn't have a lot of people in it. Ah, right, okay. So it's. It's not like there's a constant like hustle and bustle of like yeah. a lot of people. And also, you know, with the estates, like, you know, the big grand manor houses, yeah. a lot of the time, like the servants' quarters were still separated from male to female. Mm-hmm. So even if there was cooks, it was very likely they were female, but they wouldn't have been in the same area. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. they kept that separate. So okay. I, get you. I think David was quite confident, plus the champagne probably in his head. You know, maybe he didn't care because he thought, well, I have a rifle. What are they going to do? Could, yeah, Who maybe, knows? maybe. Once stirring from his sleep, Archie was in fact slapped with the rifle with the barrel hitting the side of his face. It's going to hurt. However, Archie remained calm and he eventually managed to talk right down. He's got a silver tongue. Mm-hmm. Gift of the gab. Yep, so he's managed to, I don't know, let, <laughs> plead or something, Negotiate. I don't know, but he's managed to, you know, maybe he's... I don't know, maybe it's just a very good, um, what's the word? Negotiator? Yeah. Did you just say that? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the following day after that frightful night, Archie and David went out together to hunt for rabbits. Let bygones be bygones, as they say. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. So after hunting for a while and shooting at several rabbits... Archie had his eye on bigger prey. He was pretty sure that David's rifle was empty, so in retaliation for the previous night, Archie shot David in the back of the head, killing him instantly. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. I was more expecting, like, a shot in, like, the, in the leg or something like that. Like to be, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to be, like, a... Don't... Don't yeah. you ever like, but to just straight up go bang. Oh, he wasn't having it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much for the straight and narrow. So in order to conceal the body, Archie dug a shallow grave in the bed of a stream on the estate and placed rocks over David's body. Left him. Wow. Because David was the gameskeeper and the gardener, mm-hmm. who was really going to find him? You know? Yeah, yeah. And if... He was the only one, then. Yeah, Lady Hudson's not there, and clearly we know that Archie would be able to talk his way out of it with her. You know, mm-hmm. say that he quit or whatever. Or, you know. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I feel like he still could have done it in a better way of like trying to make it look like he was trying to shoot a rabbit, a, a rabbit, <laughs> a rabbit, a rabbit or fox, and you know, um. David Wright, you know, got in the way or moved in front of it, but like just a straight shot to the back of the head. Maybe he was worried that because he has a a history of convictions Mm -hmm. that he might have not been believed, so it's easier just to get rid. Yeah. Shortly after the murder, the police visited the manor house. They alerted Lady Hudson about Archie's criminal history and she decided to let him go. Aww. Now, if he hadn't have 
just murdered somebody, yeah, well, yeah. I would have been like, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, that's... He was on the straight and narrow. <laughs> and... But Gareth, he's just shot somebody <laughs> in the back know. of the head. I've already forgotten. <laughs> and you're being empathetic to Well, him. no, 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 no. Like, I'm thinking of it from, like, the point of Lady... What's her name again? Hudson. Hudson. She doesn't know that. No. Like, she's just been told, oh, by the way, he's got a criminal past. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's been working for, for her for X amount of time. I assume has been doing a really good job. That, like... But also, she is... On her own, she's a widow. Mm-hmm. And I think she's older. Yeah. She's probably a wee bit scared. And, he, and a lot of his past be, yes. was yeah. theft. Yeah. Does she know about the things going missing or is it only... We don't know. Okay. We're not sure. But maybe um, like maybe Day- um, Archie was good at like, even though he knew David was the one stealing, maybe mm. he was saying to, you know, Lady Hudson, like, oh, you've maybe just misplaced your ring. Like, or like, she's older it's being and, cleaned. Yeah, like, I think he would have been able to talk his way out of, yeah, of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. After his dismissal, Archie moved back to London. He quickly found work as a butler again in the house of 82-year-old ex-Labour MP Walter Travers Scott Elliot and his wife Dorothy. Right, okay. So he... Do you think he's purposefully going for older people who, like... Maybe. You know, like, they're... Are they less likely to like have a lot of questions of like his background and all and just be like oh and are they more vulnerable well yeah mm-hmm. the more um susceptible to his silver tongue perhaps mm-hmm. perhaps the couple were very well off they owned several houses in britain had priceless antiques and many bank accounts across the world and he's done researching all in the antiques hasn't he yeah so they were probably quite impressed yeah. by him mm-hmm. yeah since moving back to london archie had rekindled with mary coggle however in his absence mary had became friendly with michael keto and keto also had a rep for being a petty criminal so sorry. mary coggle was that his neighbor in govan no that was the irish woman oh that yes he met Yes. In between prison when he was younger. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But he was, that w- when they got together, Mary was his mistress. Mm-hmm. So I think they've always had like a sort of relationship, but not a committed one as such. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think both of, mm-hmm. and obviously um, Archie's bisexual and he's yeah. had relationships with men as well mm-hmm. during the time he's been with Mary. So I think it was quite an open relationship style that they had. Well, yeah, because... Mary's the one who was at times a lady of the night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now she's quite friendly with Michael Keto. Michael Keto, okay. And I, when I first read that, I thought, oh, I wonder if Archie's quite jealous then. Yeah. But I don't get that impression. I don't mm-hmm. think it, you know, or, well, I think most people would be bothered by it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to bother him. Or is is there a twist that he actually fan- fancies Michael Keto? I don't think so. So Archie was still tender from his dismissal and he decided that the straight and narrow life wasn't for him. And between Archie, Mary and Michael Keto, 
it was decided that there was money to be made from Archie's new employers. No. I can understand as well, sorry, him, him like feeling hard done by that. He's like, I've tried to turn my life around so as to, you know, like do everything by the book and he's still being kicked out. I do agree. However, I know we're all for rehabilitation yeah. and second chances. Mm-hmm. If you had said to me, you know, when Archie was younger, he was known for sticky fingers and he would, you know, was in prison a couple of times, but he'd maybe been on the straight and narrow for mm-hmm. 10 years, say. Yeah. But he literally got out of prison and then went straight to work for Lady Hudson. And I get that, that oh, yes, yeah. she wants to protect herself. So, yeah, I do. I feel for him because he does mm-hmm. probably feel quite hurt by it, maybe yeah. a bit embarrassed. I, I can understand the mindset. Yeah. You but have. I then feel like the fact that he's obviously moved to London and, you know, he's had a second chance now he's living and working mm-hmm. with this family. He could continue to be in the straight and narrow, but he's jumped straight back into, well, that's just not for me. So how much was he wanting to re- rehabilitate? Well, well, yeah, I, I can imagine, like, his thinking could be along the lines of, oh, well, how soon is it going to be until they find out about my past yeah. and kick me out. So I might as well take this opportunity while I can because I'm going to be gone soon anyway. What I also think is difficult for me is that I think Archie has this mindset of like, if you're well off, he can take from you because, well, you won't miss it. Yeah. When he doesn't know how hard these people maybe worked for their money. You've got enough. Yeah. So is that... You know, it, it's not yeah. a big deal to you. He doesn't know how much they give to charities or, you know, mm-hmm. that's their business. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like just because somebody's made it doesn't mean that you've got mm-hmm. a right to take it from them. Yeah, I can... And they might have, like, a a sentimental um, attachment, you know. Yeah. If it's antiques, it might have been in the family for a long time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. On the 8th of December, Archie decided to take Michael to the residence of the Scott Elliot's house. Mrs. Scott Elliot would be away from the home as she was planning on staying in a care home for a few days. Now, I don't know how old she is, mm-hmm. and I don't know why she was planning on staying. But her husband's 82. Yeah. So, you would assume similar age. Yeah, elderly anyway. Yes, yes. I don't know why she was going to a care home. Okay, no idea. okay. There's, not, there's no reason why. So, Mr. Scott Elliot would be home alone. Mr. Scott Elliot, obviously, we know is 82. Yeah. He's on a lot of medication. I don't mm-hmm. think Archie was particularly concerned about him being in the home. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't a... Like... And imagine it, if it's in London, it's like it's probably still a big enough home that, you know, like they, they live in a well-off area that there's potential there that Archie could distract him mm-hmm. while Michael is, is going around. Yeah. So, yeah. Unknown... To Archie, though, Mrs. Scott Elliot had in fact came home earlier that day. Oh. Both men entered Scott Elliot's bedroom, mm-hmm. expecting to find only Mr. Scott Elliot. However, they were quickly confronted by his wife, Dorothy. Dorothy wanted to know why the men were in the bedroom, and both men panicked. In the heat of the moment, they grabbed her. And they put a pillow over her face and suffocated her. So what's Mr. Scott Elliot doing? He's, he's, so 
he was on a lot of medication. Oh. And he was on sleeping tablets. Oh, and he's slept through it. Oh, so that's probably why then they didn't have any yeah, concern they with... Were, they were, he, w- he wasn't a threat to them. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Dorothy was still... She had a lot more of our... Um, not senses, I don't mean mm-hmm. that, but she could. She was still aware of a lot mm-hmm. more than. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm talking with complete hindsight here, but would Archie not like pop his head through the door just to make sure that like he's definitely asleep? Well, my thing was okay. So they have a big house, mm-hmm. lots of antiques, jewelry. Yeah. What was so specific in that bedroom that they couldn't just leave that one room? And steal from everywhere else. That could have been where the the jewelry and all was kept. And like... maybe, but there would have, I'm I'm sure there would have been enough like antiques and and expensive items that yeah. they could have taken from the living room and other bedrooms mm-hmm. and you know. But I think greed got to them a wee bit. Oh, definitely. So they then placed Dorothy back into the bed to make her death look less suspicious. However, as they were placing her body back into the bed, Mr. Scott Elliot stirred. Archie explained to him that his wife was having a nightmare and that he should just go back to sleep. Um, does he? Yeah. Oh. He's an old man, know. And, you know, and he's probably oh, I, thought. Yeah, I feel uh, like. If he's on sleeping medication, he's probably stirred, but he's still really drowsy. Yeah. So, like, he's, he's probably... Uh, and like I a... doubt his eyesight's very good. Yeah. And you know how, like, disorientated you are when you wake up from a sleep sharp place? So, at 82, like... I I like... And I think also there was an element that they really mm-hmm. trusted Archie, so... Mm-hmm. Why else was he in the bedroom? Oh, I feel so sad now. I know. The next day, unaware of what had happened the previous night, Mr. Scott Elliot went to his club for some lunch. So he just left his wife asleep. Yeah. Asleep in quotations. So that, and I felt, I felt like that was quite important to add in because it kind of, for me, I was like, oh, he's quite a dwindly old man, isn't he? Like he's, you know, he's probably just like, oh, she's still sleeping. I, uh, he's I, not... I'll, I'll not disturb yeah. her. Just had like a, you know, like a long day of what at the care home. Exactly. Yeah. A shame. I generally feel so sad right now. <laughs> Whilst out of the home, the threesome came up with a plan. First, they placed Dorothy's body into the boot of the car. They then rented out a cottage in Cumberland. And as Mr. Scott Elliot was 82 and he was on a lot of medication, he wasn't the most observant, as we know. Okay. However, the men ensured that he always had a whiskey in his hand and the sleeping pills were nearby. Just in case he he started to like question too much. Yeah, just to keep him nice and sedate, basically. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And compliant. This is when it gets a wee bit weird. Oh, okay. Mary then dressed up as Dorothy. She wore a wig and she wore one of Dorothy's mink fur coats. Right. Okay. As the couple, uh, uh, sorry, as the group drove north, Michael and Archie sat in the front. And Mr. Scott Elliot and Mary, a.k.a. Dorothy, sat in the back with Mr. Scott Elliot none the wiser. What? I didn't realise that they were taking Mr. Scott Elliot with them to the cottage. Yeah, I think they'd managed to, like, 
Rosa into being like, oh, you, like we've booked like a holiday, like type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must have been like really like, like mentally not all there yeah. through through old age. And we to... don't know if Mary was able to be very convincing that she was Dorothy and had sort of been like, yeah, of course we're going. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good of an actress she was. Yeah. But oh. yeah, she sat in the back with him and that, pretended to be his wife. That was so mad. I mean, his eyesight must be bloody blind. Aye. And, and also, I'm she's Irish, his, mind. Yeah, I'm assuming his, his hearing isn't great either. So I, she just yeah. needs to put on like a bit of an accent or or maybe like it was just sort of like mumblings. Yeah. So I read somewhere that, because I kind of thought, well, how would Mary know how to act like Dorothy? Like, without giving it away. Mm -hmm. And then I read in one article that Mary, at some point, had been one of the cooks in the house. Oh, okay. But that was only in one article, and I wasn't convinced. Yeah, and how how long before? Yeah. So I then kind of thought, is that, is that, you know, is that genuine or not? I wasn't sure. So I, but yeah, I could understand if she maybe Mm -hmm. knew Dorothy then. Or was it because she was kind of courting again with Archie that she was at the residence a bit and she kind of, you know, had yeah, observed yeah, them. Or yeah, I like, don't know. It's all a bit strange. That yeah, again, bit. like, Archie... I don't feel like Archie was there long enough to really give her, like, a, a yeah. crash course. Yeah, so I don't know if they're just kind of taking advantage of Mr. Scott Elliott's vulnerability just now. Oh, definitely. Like, that, that But also, let's face it, if he was to turn around and question anything, well, what's he really going to do? He's now in a car with them. Yeah. You know? The following day, Mr. Scott Elliot was enter- was entertained by Mary, who was still posing as his wife. Jesus Christ. And the question that came to mind then was, see that night? Uh-huh. Is she sleeping in the bedroom? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, it's great lengths, isn't it? Aye. Whilst Archie and Michael buried Mrs. Scott Elliot's body on a lonely roadside near Lochairn, the men then travelled back down to London and ransacked the home. So, sorry, I'm going to focus a bit on Loch Iron. Okay. Because there's Loch Iron in Northern Ireland, so I'm assuming it's, they haven't taken no. away a wee, uh, jaunt across. No, no, Loch Iron's in, um, yeah, it's, oh, okay. yeah it's, in, it's past Edinburgh. So I think what happened was, it does get a wee bit confusing. So I think they, they drove to Cumberland. I thought Cumberland was like the Lake District. Yeah, well, it is. Uh-huh. And then they drove they drove up oh. to Loch Hairn. Yeah, they, they basically were doing a lot of jaunts. Aye. And then they drove back down to London and then back up to, to the dear, cottage. Dear God. I know, I know. Once returning from London, Archie gr- drove the group further up north so they've they've just buried Missy Scott Elliot so it's yeah. now Dorothy well no sorry Dorothy's gone but Mary is there yeah. posing as Dorothy yeah. Mr Scott Elliot Michael and Archie right okay so okay. sorry Michael and Archie have drove up past Edinburgh then come back down to London ransacked the house drove back up to Cumberland yep picked the two of them up and they're driving further north again yes Right, okay. So on the 14th of December, the group then was staying near Glenafric, which is near Inverness. 
when you said <laughs> they drove a bit up north, didn't realise they drove to the top of Scotland. Yeah. They liked the John, honestly. Jesus, that's, that's like a six-hour drive. In mm-hmm. a bid to get rid of Mr. Scott Elliot, the men tried to strangle him. However, he fought back with such force, which surprised the men. Ah, uh, it surprised me. <laughs> so the men then turned once again on him and beat him with a spade. Oh, no. They then used the same speed to bury a shallow grave for his lifeless body. Like. This is quite sad. I'm not laughing. It's really sad. Like, the same speed. Like. But, but yeah, it's like after all that. I know. No, like, two fully grown men can't. Oh, apparently he, like, it must have been adrenaline. I know, because he's. Like um, I, I'm in absolute shock. So on that, I know. <laughs> like, no, he fought back. I'm probably as surprised as they were when they when they're like, "Why <laughs> well, can't I we do that's this?" What stunned them when yeah. he was like literally fighting them off. I know. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> the following day, Mary and Archie were having a domestic. Archie had instructed Mary to get rid of Mrs. Scott Elliot's mink to ensure that there was no evidence well, yeah. naturally mm-hmm. however Mary wanted to keep the coat <laughs> do what with it she liked it, it was bougie, <laughs> it was mink I'm sure there's plenty of other coats she had <laughs> no she wanted this mink coat and she was keeping it uh... the domestic turned violent with Archie striking Mary with a poker and throwing her to the ground he then suffocated her with a plastic bag fuck's sake he was not in the mood (laughs) (laughs) not today Mary (laughs) oh I'm baffled (laughs) things were going so well for them it's so interesting though isn't it how literally this this is spiralled from him taking Michael Keto into a bedroom from there he's murdered Dorothy then he's had to murder his her husband and now Mary's at it so he's done it to her I'm assuming Michael's next I'm not comment. <laughs> like, logic would, if I dictate that, you know. Logic would, but you know. <laughs> the men discarded Mary's body that night on the Carlisle to Glasgow Road. Oh, so. They're back on a joint. Michael just helped. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, I, sure, I get it. <laughs> there is another murder coming, don't you worry? Oh, dear God. Where they threw her body into a stream under a bridge. So they didn't even bury her. They just... Okay. Archie and Michael laid low over the festive period. And they stayed with Archie's family. So they're back to Glasgow now. They they fairly get around. Do you remember um, the murder of Chris Donald when the car went on a jaunt round Glasgow and then up to like Dundee? Yes, yes. This is what it feels like again. Like Aye, but worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Just like, travelling the UK one like, day. We've, we've done the drive from Devon to Glasgow. Yeah. Like, that's not an easy drive. No. So they stayed with Archie's family. Okay. And after the festive period, they then actually went back to the cottage in Cumberland. But this time, they were with Archie's brother, Donald. Similar to his brother, Donald was also a petty criminal. However... He'd also had convictions for child molesting. Oh, lovely. And this made Archie despise his brother. 
Donald had only just been released for prison. And whilst at the cottage, Donald became curious about his brother's new acquired wealth. This worried Michael and Archie as they, and they decided that Donald had to go. Fuck's sake. brought Donald with him. They attacked Donald with chloroform, knocked him out and then drowned him in the bath. Where did they get chloroform? Yeah. And like, but also my question was, why did they take Donald to the? Well, yeah, yeah. I like, feel like it's you know when you've got like an annoying younger sibling and you've got to take them everywhere. Was that <laughs> this case? Like they were forced to take Donald. I like. It's weird. They're about to leave, and his his mum comes out, but like, oh, can you take Donald with you? And they're like, mom. Yeah, it's totally that. Like, it's like um. Because if he didn't like him, why did he take it? him? Kevin and Perry or something like that it just reminds me of yeah <laughs> so Donald's dead uh-huh. following day on the 15th of January 1978 the men decided to drive north again to dispose of go. the body however it had been snowing that night then sorry it had been snowing the night before and the ground had frozen over okay the men decided to wait before burying Donald and they checked into a hotel. They stayed in North Berwick at the Blenheim House Hotel. However, the hotel proprietor was unsure of his guests and phoned the local police to check out the car's registration. So, was there anything they had done or were they just like a bit shifty? I don't know if it was actually that the hotel proprietor was quite well off or sophisticated. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he possibly seen through Archie's, you know. Or maybe it was it was Michael that like he he was he was more because like maybe, but he just didn't get a good yeah, feeling from them. My assumption was was like would would be that like Archie like. Has has been around the upper class enough, and being a butler and all like that. So it's just like knows how to act. Mm -hmm. But then it was, it was maybe more Michael that he was just like, well, why why are you here? Maybe it could be, yeah. but yeah, he just didn't get a good feeling. So Archie and Michael were driving a Granada. I've never heard of it. Okay, well I think it's quite an old car. Yeah, and so. the plates that were on it. Mm -hmm. In fact, belonged to a Ford Escort. Oh. Archie had swapped them. Mm -hmm. So police came to the hotel to receive an explanation from Michael and Archie. And then both men were taken to the local police station. Whilst in custody, Archie went to the bathroom and managed to escape from a window. <laughs> He's quite good at escaping. <laughs> this is his second time. Yeah. <laughs> but like... Why did no one follow him into the bathroom? I don't know. However, he was quickly apprehended whilst in a taxi <laughs> travelling to Dunbar, where he was caught at a police roadblock. Just wondering, like, was he just at, like, the payphone outside the police station? I'm like, oh, yeah, can I get picked up here, please? Listen, how raging do you think that taxi driver was, though? The fact that, like, he's picked somebody up and then, like, the oh, police yeah. have he he's obviously put his window down thinking like all is fine mm -hmm. and the police yank Archie out his his cab and he doesn't get a fare. And like he's he's probably being questioned and all like that, so he's losing more money. Mm -hmm. 
So once back in custody, the police searched the car and they found the body of Donald. It must have been a bit smelly at this point. It must have been stinking. I know it's been been snowing, so I guess it's probably still a bit cold. But mm-hmm. At the time, there had already been an investigation started regarding the disappearance of Mr and Mrs Scott Elliot. Mm-hmm. Oh. This was ongoing. Yep. And the body of Mary Coggle had been found by a shepherd on Christmas Day. Yeah, like burying like a in a shallow grave. Yeah, they didn't I really assumed, think it through, did I they? I assumed it wasn't going to take long. Under the pressure of the investigation, Archie broke down and confessed to everything. This was before a failed suicide attempt. So when he broke down and he told the police, mm-hmm. he admitted that he had been, um, you know, he was responsible for Donald's murder and then Mary and then yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Elliot, uh, Shepherd Elliot. But then he told Scott the, Elliot, isn't it? Scott Elliot. Yeah. What other? Shepherd. Sorry, it's because we were talking about a shepherd there. All right, I was going to say, <laughs> where did shepherd come from? <laughs> but then he told the police about the murder of David Wright. When he was, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, he just came mm-hmm. out with it with no connection to you know, at least from from the the murder of you know Dorothy right through mm-hmm. to Donald, there was a connection with all of them. You know, they started yeah. and then mm-hmm. that you know. But the, but David Wright had, was there a connection to to Mary, Mary Coggle? Well, yeah, because Mary, Mary was pretending to be Dorothy and wouldn't give back the Michael. Oh, Cole. sorry. Sorry, yeah, I'm... Yeah. I'm... Yeah, so... Okay, yes. <laughs> you see the timeline? Like, yes, yeah, I totally yes. get why he would tell them yes, about all yeah, four, yeah. but then yeah. he almost had to get it off his chest about David, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody found him. He, you know, it wasn't like there was an investigation for him. Mm-hmm. Mary and Mr. and Mrs. Scott Elliot... They had an investigation on Mary had been found. Mm-hmm. I get how he, it was easy enough to say, yeah, yeah. we did them. But I was surprised that he actually went through with confessing. It must have just been that the, that the floodgates opened. Must and have you, been. you know, like just everything came out then. Yeah. Due to Archie's confession, the police searched for Mr. Scott Elliot's body. They found his decomposed body in shrubbery. However, not before foxes had got to him. No. Oh, no. It's a shame. A few days later, the bodies of David Wright and Mrs. Scott Elliot were dug up. So Archie told them where, yep. where they were. In the November of 1978, both men were tried at Edinburgh High Court. During the trial, Archie was described as a psychopath. And he was charged with four murders, not five. Oh? Yeah. Who, who was he not charged for? I think David Wright's. Okay, so like... My guess would be that they couldn't... It's a weird one. Yeah, did he just tell them where the body was? He didn't confess to the murder? And I don't know. It's really it strange. Been... There's one case... It didn't say which one. I'm assuming it's David Wright. Yeah. But yeah. it did say that there's one case still unopened. Like, still open. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre. Okay, yeah. So Michael Keto, mm-hmm. he received 15 years okay. for his part in the murders. And Archie Hall received life without parole. Oh. Whilst in custody, Archie's tried to take his life several times. And in 1999, he wrote an autobiography. Oh. Would you like to guess what it's called? The Killer Butler. A Perfect Gentleman. Well, he's hardly. <laughs> it's like, how bizarre. Yeah, it's like, you're... And then I was You're like, not... oh, he's a, he is a psychopath. Yeah. 
But I also find it very ironic. Yeah. He's able to he's able to kill all these other people, but he can't kill himself. No, I know. Like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> On the sixteenth of September, two thousand and two, at the age of seventy-eight, Archie Hall died in Kingston Prison in Portsmouth. Oh, so he was tried up in Edinburgh, but then well, they get moved to... about quite a lot, don't they? They don't like them staying in one place for too long. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> yeah, from our podcast. I have learned a lot. <laughs> is that it? That is it. That is the end of the killer butler. Yeah, like, so strange. It's a bizarre one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, just all the driving around and all. I love how that's the finger fixation. I know. How many miles they drove. <laughs> it's just so interesting to me that literally, by walking into that bedroom, a series of events unfolded. And it gives you that whole sliding doors scenario. Like, if they hadn't gone into the bedroom, what would have happened? If Mrs. Scott Elliot wouldn't wasn't home. Yeah. It's all these what-ifs. I find that so interesting. But I also find it really sad that those, you know, the, these the series did unfold because mm-hmm. it was so unnecessary. Yeah, like, I mean, on, on one hand, the moment that does... I stick out the most for me is mm-hmm. Mr. Scott Elliott like fighting back so much. Yeah. But then I feel like because he fought back so much, like that ended up in a more like undignified death for him. I know. I know. I don't even know why they needed to take him on to the into the cottage. You know, to the for the drive. I don't know why he had to be a participant in that. I think they could have just taken Missy's Scott Elliott in the yeah. car and then you know some excuse that she'd gone back to the care home or or whatever or, or killed him in the house where he was you know gave yeah. him sleeping tablets and overdose or, yeah. or something yeah i've i get the impression that they wanted it to be you know to stage it that um his wife had died in the cottage and then he had died from like you know like heartbreak or something yeah so it's like uh, yeah i think there was a lot of like rushed decisions mm-hmm. between them all yes yeah and i think greed was a lot at the center of it and it's, it's so interesting because they always say like you know like groups of three they never really work mm-hmm. and obviously you've got mary who's kind of got like a relationship going on with both of them yes so i kind of thought the men would turn on each other i actually do think though if they had managed to get away you know if the hotel pr- pr- proprietor had never phoned and mm-hmm. um cover uh, like blown their cover type thing i wonder if I'm assuming that Archie or Michael, one of them would have tried to kill the other. Yeah. It yeah. was only a matter of well. time. It's mad as well that like, if Mary just left the mink coat. I know. Great, yeah. once again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. But, like, but yeah, I, I, I can really understand Archie's, like, the view. Mm-hmm. I go, like, you literally cannot. No, keep that with it. We have to get rid of it. Yeah. 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 An interesting one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I'm glad you did. Do you want to tell us anything about your your episode for next week, or will you be keeping it hush for now? I will be keeping it hush because I haven't fully planned it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute as usual. Yes. <laughs> well, get... if you have any suggestions for Gareth for next week, by all means, send him any um, any articles or hints or tips. Yes. On Instagram, <laughs> you can find us at. There has been a murder underscore podcast. Amazing. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers now. Bye. Bye.